Chapter 10, verses 5 through 16 of Catina Aurea, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 5 through 12. And into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. And if not, it shall return to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Do not go from house to house. And into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. And into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same, and say, Even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Chrysostom. Peace is the mother of all good things. Without it, all other things are vain. Our Lord therefore commanded his disciples on entering a house first to pronounce peace as a sign of good things, saying, Into whatever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. Ambrose. That in truth we should convey the message of peace, and that our very first entrance be attended with the blessing of peace. Chrysostom. And hence he who presides in the church gives it, saying, Peace unto all. Now holy men ask for peace, not only that which dwells among men in mutual intercourse, but that which belongs to ourselves. For oftentimes we wage war in our hearts, and are disturbed even when no one troubles us. Bad desires also frequently rise up against us. Titus Post. But it is said, Peace be to this house, that is, to them that dwell in the house. As if he says, I speak unto all, both the greater and the less. Yet should not your salutation be addressed to them that are unworthy of it. Hence it is added, And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. As if he says, You indeed shall utter the word, but the blessing of peace shall be applied, wherever I shall deem men worthy of it. But if anyone is not worthy, ye are not mocked. The grace of your word has not perished, but is returned unto you. And this is what is added, but if not, it shall return unto you again. Gregory, for the peace which is offered by the mouth of the preacher shall either rest on the house, if there be any in it predestined to life, who follows the heavenly word which he hears, or if no one will be willing indeed to hear, the preacher himself shall not be without fruit, for the peace returns to him, while the Lord gives him the recompense of reward for the labor of his work. But if our peace is received, it is meet that we should obtain earthly supplies from those to whom we offer the rewards of a heavenly country. Hence it follows, and in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. Mark that he who forbade them to carry purse and scrip allows them to be an expense to others and to receive sustenance from preaching. Chrysostom. But lest any should say, I am spending my own property in preparing a table for strangers, he first makes them offer the gift of peace, to which nothing is equal, that you may know that you receive greater things than you give. Titus Post. Or else, since you are not appointed judges, as to who 
are worthy and who are unworthy, eat and drink what things they offer to you, but leave to me the trial of those who receive you, unless you happen also to know that the Son of Peace is not there, for perhaps in that case you ought to depart. Theophylact, see then how he taught his disciples to beg, and wish them to receive their nourishment as a reward, for it is added, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Gregory, for now the very food which supports him is part of the wages of the laborer, as in this life the hire commences with the labor of preaching, which in the next is completed with the sight of truth. And here we must consider that two rewards are due to one work of ours, one on the journey which supports us in labor, the other in our country, which recompenses us at the resurrection. Therefore, the reward which we receive now ought so to work in us, that we the more vigorously strive to gain the succeeding reward. Every true preacher then ought not so to preach, that he may receive a reward at the present time, but so to receive a reward that he may have strength to preach. For whoever so preaches, that here he may receive the reward of praise or riches, deprives himself of an eternal reward. Ambrose, another virtue is added, that we should not go about easily, changing from house to house, for it follows, go not from house to house, that is, that we should preserve a consistency in our love towards our hosts, nor lightly loose any bond of friendship. Bede, now having described the reception from different houses, he teaches them what they ought to do in the cities, namely, to have intercourse with the good in all, but to keep from the society of the wicked in everything, as it follows, but into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Theophylact, although they be few and poor, ask for nothing more. He also tells them to work miracles, and the word shall draw men to their preaching. Hence he adds, and heal the sick that are therein, and say to them, The kingdom of God is nigh unto you. For if you first heal and then teach, the word of God will prosper, and men believe that the kingdom of God has come nigh. For they would not be cured unless by the working of some divine power. But also, when they are healed in their soul, the kingdom of God comes nigh unto them. For it is far off from him over whom sin has the dominion. Chrysostom. Now mark the excellence of the apostles. They are bid to utter nothing relating to sensible things, such as Moses and the prophets spoke of, namely earthly goods, but certain new and marvelous things, namely the kingdom of God. Maximinius, which is said is come nigh, not to show the shortness of time, for the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, but to mark the disposition of men towards the kingdom of God, which is indeed potentially in all believers, but actually in those who reject the life of the body, and choose only the spiritual life, who are able to say, Now I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Ambrose, he next teaches them to shake off the dust from their feet, when the men of a city have refused to entertain them, saying, Into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you not, shake off the dust. Bede, either as a testimony to the earthly toil, which they had in vain undergone for them, or to show that, so far from seeking anything earthly from them, they suffer not even the dust from their land to cleave to them. Or by the feet is meant the very labor and walking to and fro of preaching, but the dust with which they are sprinkled is the lightness of worldly thoughts, from which even the greatest teachers cannot be free. 
Those then who have despised the teaching turn the laborers and dangers of the teachers into a testimony of their condemnation, origin, by wiping off the dust of their feet against them. They in some sort say, The dust of your sins shall deservedly come upon you. And mark that the cities which receive not the apostles and sound doctrine have streets, according to Matthew. Broad is the way which leadeth to destruction. Theophylact. And as they who receive the apostles are said to have the kingdom of God come nigh unto them as a blessing, so those who do not receive them are said to have it nigh unto them as a curse. Hence he adds, Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. As the coming of a king is to some for punishment, but to some for honor, hence it is added respecting their punishment, but I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom, etc. Eusebius. For in the city of Sodom angels were not without entertainment, but Lot was found worthy to receive them into his house. If then at the coming of the disciples into a city there shall be found not one to receive them, will not that city be worse than Sodom? These words persuaded them to attempt boldly the rule of poverty, for there could not be a city or village without some inhabitants acceptable to God. For Sodom could not exist without a lot found in it, at whose departure the whole was suddenly destroyed. Bede. The men of Sodom, although they were hospitable in the midst of all their wickednesses of soul and body, yet were there no such guests found among them as the apostles. Lot indeed was righteous both in seeking and hearing, yet he is not said to have taught or worked miracles. Verses 13 through 16. Woe unto thee, Chorazan, woe unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which had been done in you, they had a great while ago repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted to heaven, shalt be thrust down to hell. He that heareth you heareth me, and he that despiseth you despiseth me, and he that despiseth me despises him that sent me. Ambrose. Our Lord warns us that they will meet with a heavier punishment who have refused to follow the gospel than those who have chosen to break the law, saying, Woe unto thee, Chorazan! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! Bede. Chorazan, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, Tiberias also, which John mentions, are cities of Galilee situated on the shore of the lake of Gennesaret, which is called by the evangelist the Sea of Galilee or Tiberias. Our Lord thus mourns over these cities, which after such great miracles and wonders repented not, and are worse than the Gentiles who break through the law of nature only, seeing that after despising the written law, they feared not to despise also the Son of God and his glory. Hence it follows, For if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which have been done in you, they had a great while ago repented sitting in sackcloth and ashes, etc. By sackcloth, which was woven together from the hairs of goats, he signifies a sharp remembrance of previous sin, but by ashes he hints at the consideration of death, by which we are reduced to dust. Again, by the sitting down, he implies the lowliness of our conscience. Now we have seen in this day the word of the Savior fulfilled, since Chorazan and Bethsaida, though our Lord was present among them, believed not. And Tyre and Sidon were friendlier both to David and Solomon, and afterwards believed in the disciples of Christ, who preached the gospel there. Chrysostom. 
Our Lord mourns over these cities for our example, because shedding tears and bitter lamentations over those who are insensible to grief is no slight antidote, tending both to the correction of the insensible and to the remedy and consolation of those who mourn over them. Again, he draws them over to what is good, not only by lamenting over them, but also by alarming them. Hence it follows, but it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon, etc. This we ought also to listen to, for not upon them alone, but upon us also he hath passed sentence, if we receive not the guests who come to us, since he commanded them to shake off the very dust from their feet. And in another place, now when our Lord had done many mighty works in Capernaum, and had himself dwelt there, it seemed to be exalted above the other cities, but through unbelief fell into destruction. Hence it follows, And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted to heaven, shall be thrust down to hell, that in fact the judgment might be in proportion to the honor. Bede, this sentence admits of two meanings. Either for this reason shalt thou be thrust down into hell, because thou proudly resisted my preaching, that in truth she might be understood to have raised herself up to heaven by her pride, or because thou art exalted to heaven by my dwelling in thee, and by my miracles, shalt thou be beaten with more stripes, since even these thou refusest to believe. And that no one should suppose that this interpretation applied only either to the cities or the persons who, seeing our Lord in the flesh, despised him, and not to all also, who now despise the words of the gospel, he proceeds to add these words, He that heareth you heareth me, Cyril, whereby he teaches that whatever is said by the holy apostles must be received, since he who heareth them heareth Christ, and an inevitable punishment therefore hangs over heretics who neglect the words of the apostles. For it follows, and he who despises you despises me. Bede. That is, that every one, indeed, on hearing or despising the preaching of the gospel, might learn that he is not despising or hearing the mere individual preacher, but our Lord and Savior, nay, the Father himself. For it follows, and he that despiseth me despiseth him that sent me. For the Master is heard in his disciple, the Father honored in his Son. Augustine. But if the word of God reaches to us also, and appoints us in the apostle's place, beware of despising us, lest that reach unto him which you have done unto us. Bede. It may also be understood as follows, He who despiseth you despiseth me. That is, he who shows not mercy to one of the least of my brethren, neither shows it to me. But he who despises me, refusing to believe on the Son of God, despiseth him that sent me, for I and my Father are one. Titus paused. But at the same time he herein consoles his disciples, as if he said, Say not why are we about to suffer reproach. Let your speech be with moderation. I give you grace. Upon me your reproaches fall. End of chapter 10, verses 5 through 16.